0: All right, all right, all right. Hello, everyone. My name is Diamond Rivera, and we are back at it with the live discussions with Diamond podcast. And this is episode 216. And before we get started, just letting you know that this episode here will be featured on Spotify soon, as well as on Facebook and other streaming platforms. And today, people, I have to really give a big shout out and a big thanks to our upcoming guest. This gentleman here I met all the way in 2017 uh, in Orlando, uh, and it was an amazing experience. And ever since then, I've been following his career and honestly has just been skyrocketing And his new partnership with the one and only Jeanette is blossoming. And I'm honestly thankful and happy to announce that we have here the one and only Roy Castro. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, Roy. First of all, that video was something else. I mean, (laughs) how was it? Thank you. My first question to you before we get started with everything is, how have you been this like 2022 year? How's it been for you? So
1: 2022 has been a very like, kind of like a reset year. So I mean, obviously... a lot of people were struggling through the, through the pandemic and stuff. And, uh, I was, uh, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was just like such an instant change. Like I stopped dancing for, I mean, what, what felt like pretty much two years. Yeah. Um, so I just felt like really out of it. It affected my, my mental health, my physical health. You know, I gained so much weight, which so like now I'm like, um, getting back into it, right, starting to lose the weight, feeling more like myself again. My mental health is um, better now, right? So I kind of get got to press that reset button, and now it's just like I feel like I'm back on track. So needless to say, you know, things are picking back up again. Um, getting busy, it's kind of been like a shock. I shocked myself yeah. back into that. So it's a little overwhelming at times. But for the most part, it it feels good. It feels good to to be back and busy and working again.
0: Absolutely. I mean, one thing you said as well, when it comes to mental health, and that is something, especially on this platform, I tell many of the artists and guests that for here is a safe space because for me, understanding many artists and guests that I've talked to deal with the same exact issues. But many of times, in our community, in our world per se, many of the outside world doesn't understand. They see a character sometimes. they see an image on stage and they feel as powerful as you may look on stage. You just must be as powerful, if not more off. and And, you know, realizing especially during the pandemic and the height of it, that many of us, you know, at the end of the day, when we're off that stage, we have to deal with ourselves. And mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. to understand the vulnerability and many of the people I know, um, that right there is a great deal of humility. Mm-hmm. Because in, in reality, many of the artists like yourselves, we go through real world problems. We have real world situations. And at the end of the day, no matter what people think, we still have to deal with, as I call, our star player. We have to get back into the game and we have to choose how we go through life. But, you know, for me, I would say meeting you in 2017 and now we're in 2022, five years later, mm-hmm. Um, like I, like I've said earlier, was me following a career because we met a couple years back. And for me, people like you, people like Jonathan and many of us, especially in Orlando that I got to meet for that weekend for me, I would definitely say it was, it was altering my perception of the dance world because I was so fixated At one point of oh this is the image of how people are but going to florida and i say this florida is a different beast florida (laughs) florida for good bad or worse is a different beast but it was an escape for me in new york and then to meet you guys in person instead of just on a video and admiring what you guys have worked on to actually be in a Uh, lack for a better word, like a townhouse or like a a summer share and a whole weekend and spending time. It gave me a a different sense of understanding people like yourselves, because again, you know, you guys perform, but when you get off stage, you're just normal people.
1: Right. Right. You know, yeah,
0: that's and that's for me, I think is most important here is understanding or having people understand that, hey, you do amazing work. You've been able to help many lives through your dancing. But I think it's even more important celebrating you as the human being, giving you your flowers um, and understanding is that, again, in our industry, you know, people come and go, performances come and go. There's always what's happening now, what's happening next. And this is more of that, you know, before we get to that, let's let's understand you. So, I mean, Roy, I really would love to know. I kind of did a little bit of my own research. Yeah. But you know, I would love to know kind of before you're dancing,
1: before it all, who is Roy Kashgrow? So I mean that I mean that's the question, right? Like, who <laughs> who are we? <laughs> and I mean that's, that's I'm constantly figuring that out, right? Mm-hmm. As I learn more and more things about myself. But at the like at the core of who I am, I'm just a very um, you know, I'm a very ambitious person. I'm definitely a, a dreamer, right? I um I set goals for myself, especially not, you know, having come from not much growing up, you know, I'm definitely the type to I dream pretty big and then I go after those dreams, right? I I'm somebody who loves learning a lot of different things. Um and i'm just curious i'm curious about life all the facets of life right if i can just like squeeze the juice out of the time i have here like i'm doing that you know so at the core that is um that's who i who i am right and it's um <clears throat> i guess the the many phases that i've gone through in life um kind of kind of speak to that a bit too.
0: Yeah. definitely, definitely. So wait, if,
1: correct me if I'm wrong. Are you from Mayagüez? I am. I lived, I lived in Puerto Rico till I was, um, eight years old. Mm. And then I, and then I moved to, uh, South Florida to like Fort Lauderdale area.
0: I mean that's yeah. that's very very Hispanic of you, you know, because yeah. most most Boricuas they they live in Orlando, you know, yeah, you yeah. got some in Miami, but it, it, for me, um, especially because for me being a New Eurecan, you know that that typical stereotype. Yeah, anyone from Puerto Rico, born and raised there, I love because no matter what nobody says, you can always hear that. You can just tell, you can hear it in the voice, and <laughs> you know, even even me bringing it up, I can see yeah, the yeah. enjoyment, but. For a person, for anyone that hasn't had that experience of living there, what were kind of some of your memories from living back then?:
1: Oh man, it was very, very family oriented. I mean, my entire family is over there. The majority of them still live over there, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, pretty much any any memory I can think of has just been like you know so, so that you guys have more of a more of an idea, right? Um, <clears throat> a large part of my family is, is actually from my dad's side. Mm -hmm. And my dad has three brothers, right? So it's four of them. And each of them had like three or more kids. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, and they all happen around the same time. So, you know, I have this massive amount of cousins, aunts (laughs) and uncles and stuff. And uh, we pretty much all grew up until I moved, of course, Mm-hmm. Um, like, like brothers and sisters. Right. So we had a whole little like clan tribe, <laughs> you know, going anywhere, going to the beach, mm-hmm. going to, you know, doing everything, doing yes. everything. We were all raised together. So, you know, when I think of my time there, that's what I associated with my, my family and um, our little, our little tribe. Right. Absolutely.
0: So wait, a question I have then is coming from Puerto Rico, to the States, I mean, technically it's still, I, I know we, we, yeah, people yeah, go yeah. through that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, I know. um, <laughs> going from Puerto Rico to Florida, was it a, and of course you said you, you, tra- you traveled or moved when you were eight, but was it a culture shock to you?
1: Um, yeah, actually it really was, I mean, just the culture is very different. I mean, yeah. I was, I know, right. Like you were saying like, oh, technically a state, Commonwealth that you know, a territory, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Right. But to me, I, I grew up calling it a different country. Yeah. Um, you know, I call it me, me país, See? Puerto Rico. Right. Is cause you know, that's really, that's really what it feels like. At least yeah. even back then more nowadays, it feels a little more, um, Americanized, right. Yes. Especially in certain areas that, that cater to, um, you know, tourists and stuff. Yes. Um, but back then it wasn't, it wasn't so much the case, you know, it very much so felt like, you know, you, you would compare it to, you know, these South American countries. And I'm like, Hey, I can, I can relate to that. Right. Um, so culturally absolutely felt like a completely different country. So coming, coming to Florida, mm-hmm. it was, I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> these people are not Puerto Rican, like, <laughs> you know? Oh, man. It's, and, and
0: that's interesting enough because, you know, especially in New York, where we have a heavy Puerto Rican or Latino um, population. I, I do understand when I have my cousins visit uh, from Puerto Rico and they come and it's like, this is not the same. But also we understand, too, there is that I, I've always kind of felt it. You can correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, the people from Puerto Rico may have a different ideology or understanding of the Puerto Ricans in the States. And I I totally understand it, Um, you know, and like you said, the Americanization of Puerto Rico, when you start getting Walmarts and you start getting all these extra big businesses in there, don't get me wrong, there is a positive to it, but Mm -hmm. at what cost to the community? But, you know, seeing you then, of course, moving to Florida, when did kind of that formal understanding of dance kind of fall into your lap?
1: So it it didn't happen for years and years and years mm. later. Like I I always liked music. I always liked dancing, you know, but a little dance dance revolution. The DRK, oh my god. You know, a little, <laughs> like that was that was my life for Wow, a long that time. DDR yeah, life. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. And um it wasn't until I turned fourteen, right that. Uh, my my, All my friends started having uh, quinceaneras and stuff, right? That, you know, was everyone wanted me to be in their little, their court. Yeah. Right? And we would have the little choreos and stuff. And I just, like, really enjoyed that process so much. Mm-hmm. And um, all the girls were like, oh, my God, you got to get Roy to be, like, your main <laughs> guy. He's going to make you look so good. Like, yep. you know? So that was me. I, I... I wanna say I did like maybe seven, eight ginces like throughout throughout that time. My mom was like, Roy, you can't do another one. Like I can't keep getting these tuxes. Oh like, my God.
0: <laughs> I mean sooner or later you're gonna have to pay you. You've been doing right,
1: so much. <laughs> right. You know, it got it was it got to a point where like so I was referred to for, for somebody, somebody I didn't even know. Oh my god. Um and they were like, hey, you got to, this guy, we use them for for so and so's daughter. Like, you got to get him or whatever. Like, it even got there. And I was like, okay, I need to like tap out yeah. on this. I'm like, I'm like, I'm aging out of this already. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, right. Then, at, at that time, that was the only dancing I ever really did. It was just little choreos here mm-hmm. with the, with the quinceas. And then I, um, I moved to college. And um, that's really when I, when I started dancing. I became part of a student organization, actually. It's called Latin Rhythm at mm. the uh, University of Central Florida. UCF? And, okay. Yeah, see. Yeah. okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I went to UCF. And um, there I found a Latin rhythm. And it was actually, you know, it's a completely student run. Like the instructors were students who, you know, it was just kind of like, hey, I like dancing. Yeah. We'll pass it on, pass on the information, show you the moves and whatever. Right. And we had built up kind of like a structure. Um, you know, we had like levels, a syllabus and all that. Um, and it was it was easy at the time because it was the it was. Um, rueda it was a casino casino, Mm -hmm. right so you know there's those like set moves and stuff that everybody kind of knows right yeah um but there i met like i met i I was able to reconnect with my culture right Mm. so um right we were talking before about the americanization and all that yeah um it wasn't until I got to college and I joined Latin rhythm that I felt like, oh man, I'm like reconnecting with my with my Hispanic roots, right? And so I just like fell in love with the dance community. You know, we would uh, I became friends with like everyone there and we would all meet up, go out to socials. I didn't even know what socials were at that time. Mm. Um, and uh, that was that was in like two thousand eleven. Ooh, okay. 2011 or so, right? um And then I, I had I, we had a performance team from that student organization. It was called the Salsa Knights, mm. and uh, again, student run. We were just like having fun with it, um, and I did that for like four years, right? We had this the student uh, performance team, and uh, I was just social dancing. Um, And then it got to a point where I'm like, man, I like, I want more. I went to my first, my first Salsa Congress in 2013. It was the Orlando Salsa Congress. Okay. And uh, I got a real taste of what else was out there. Right. I'm like, oh my God, there's these people out here who are just freaking amazing. Like and i'm just so drawn to it you know i'm like i'm on this performance team with with you know students um and you know i know some of them are capable right they have potential yeah like why aren't we doing stuff like that right um or at least like aspiring to to do it yeah um and then, you know, eventually, or, you know, with like the e-board and stuff on the on the student um, organization, people start leaving and stuff. And um, unfortunately, the, the, you know, our the performance team changed into something else, right, where it wasn't, we didn't really have the same people wanting mm. to put the same energy. You know, at the end of the day, these people are, are students, you know, people yeah. studying to get their degrees and stuff. Not everyone has the time um, and energy to put into into that, right? um so eventually that's the performance team suffered and i was like i still want more Mm -hmm. right so um i went and i i i tried joining uh well i did join a team uh that wasn't part of like the school yeah um it was it was a city a team in the you know in the orlando area it was a traditional bachata team called sabore Mm. um and I, at the time, I was like, I was about my traditional bachata. I'm like,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> you were, yeah, you were, yeah, 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 for sure, right? It's super different now. I'm like, pretty much all anyone sees me doing is like the sensual, more modern stuff, yeah. right? But at the time, right, I was like, that's what I, that's what I want, that's what I need. Um, so I joined Sabore, and um, I did it for a season, and then they, you know, they, they got the directors, they got, um, they ended up having a kid. Right. So they're like, Hey, we got to, you know, chill out on this. We got a family now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was like, (laughs) I want to still do me. I was, (laughs) I was like, what do I have? You know? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do my own little thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So the partner that I had on Sabore, her name was Jamie. Um, I'm like, Hey, do you want to just like put a routine together and like, we do a little something. Um, and then so we did. We had our own rehearsals. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. We were just like, hey, I saw this thing. Give me inspiration. Like, yeah. From like, uh, so you think you can dance or something? Oh, wow. Right? And I'm just like, I wanted to, I was just, I was a, a, a copier, right? I would see something and I'm like, okay, I can,
0: I want to like absorb
1: that and like try to do it too right um so no real technique no nothing um just pure passion really Mm. and uh, so we formed the the routine we performed it and i was just like in love with the whole process of it you know we people really enjoyed it right when you when you when something comes from the heart people tend to connect to that Right. So even though we didn't have like proper technique and we didn't know what the hell we were really doing, um, that piece really came from the heart. Right. And we were performing it as such. And so people really enjoyed it. And then that's that's how actually um, Jonathan, who Mm -hmm. was directing Agape at the time. Yes. um, Right. That's when I guess, uh, you know, it caught the attention. It was like, hmm. OK, well, we need. Somebody for um, this competition team mm-hmm. we're trying to put together, right? Maybe Roy could be a good potential person, right? So then uh, I got a call from Jonathan. He asked me if if I would like to join their their competitive team, um, and I was like, "Yes, this is what I want. <laughs> this is what I need." You know, I, I, um, Jonathan was just like on the oh, rise. Hopefully not.
0: Let's see. I think we got him. Are we good? good? Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. Yes. Okay,
1: okay. Cool. So at that time, right? Um Jonathan, he was like really on the on the rise, like Yeah. He he made a very quick ascension, right? He was just like going hard on the mm-hmm. training and, you know, he He took privates with, I don't even know how many people, just like for for how long. He -hmm. was just like really, really going in. Um, So everybody knew that if you went to Jonathan, right, you would get uh, a quality training, right? So I was like, this is is a great opportunity. Like Mm -hmm. I gotta take it. Um, And then, so I did. So then I joined the competition team and that was a struggle year in my life mm. right this was this was at the end of 2015, right so I was at the end of my um my college career yes. right I, I, I was studying aerospace and mechanical engineering.
0: oh my god that that in itself you need a lot of time probably. yeah yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah so so like some. Some just a little backstory on that. Like the whole time that I was in college, right? I had I had joined that student organization in my freshman year, mm-hmm. and then I was studying and dancing and you know trying to do all these performances and stuff um, throughout all those years. And it was all, it was always like a a tug and like a tug of war. Yeah, you know, between like my studies and dance. It's like. Uh, uh, uh. You know, I was always struggling with that in my projects. You know, I had like my my team. Um, they were like, Roy, we don't care about your freaking dance or whatever. We got to build this model playing thing. We yeah. got engineering stuff to do. Right. And I'm like, you guys don't understand <laughs> how important this is to me. Like, you know, it, it was very that. So um, in 2015 was the year I... I graduated, and I caught myself at a moment where I was like, okay, what do I want to do here, right? I I spent all that time, all that money on those degrees, but I was like, okay, I'm projecting myself into the future here. Like 10, 15 years down the road, I'm going to be miserable at, at that engineering job right i just like i saw it i saw it very clearly for myself mm-hmm. and i'm like i want to dance you know i had i had gotten um i was i was very attracted to the arts you know i, I was already doing makeup at the yeah. time i had dabbled with drag um you know all that stuff i was like at one point i had considered like i'm like man i want to just drop out of engineering and and Studied cosmetology and stuff. Right. It just felt better for me, mm-hmm. but right. But I, um, I graduated. I'm, I'm still happy that I got those degrees. You know, mm-hmm. I, um, if anything, it, it really helped me out. Cause when I, um, when I eventually decided to like really go in on, on dance, I needed work. Yeah. <laughs> um and so and so I picked up uh tutoring. So I I tutored in math and sciences and stuff and that was a a good source of income for me. Um but right eventually I chose to go with dance like full full force. I was like I'm not going to pursue an engineering job. Um I want to dedicate my time to to training and really making something of myself in this in this dance industry right so i was on agape right we competed we that first year we got second place um in the it was at the world latin dance cup Uh, it was in the uh bachata cabaret team division Mm -hmm. we had gotten second place and i was like oh my god like my and i was on the team for like three months yeah so i went from like Doing my own thing, zero training, three months. Now I'm, like, on a competitive, you know, global (laughs) platform here. Absolutely. Like, it was just a dream to me. Like, I'm like, okay. And, you know, I'm seeing all these other people. You know, I believe that was my first time seeing Karen and Ricardo as well. Oh, wow. I was, like... like, Mind blown. Right. So you... that's what I love about competitions too is you get to see like how much more growth there is to, to have. Right. So it really gave me something to aspire to. And I'm like, okay, this is like, this is where my life is headed. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna really dedicate myself to it. Um, Man. yeah. I mean, that, that's
0: amazing to hear because like you said, going from your time at UCF, Just going into Latin rhythm, and even in in my school times, there there was always those associations that you know were, were team building, even dance related. But for yourself to then transition from the college program of that to then, like you said, with the quinceañeras previously before then, right? Right, and then culminating in that moment when you connected with Jonathan Troncoso, um, and then working with Agape, like you said. Of going from literally just starting out in the next two or three months, you're actually at the World Latin Dance Cup, even coming in second place. I call that a highlight because most and and as well managing your college career with the work you're with the degree that you're going for. I mean that takes real heart. It mm-hmm. really takes a lot of dedication because. Not everyone can do it. But a question I actually have for you, because really leading now into, and and technically really your dance career is, Mm -hmm. then of course working with Agape, and then over time, even past uh, the champion, I mean the World Latin Dance Cup, you now becoming more and more involved in the scene per se. What were some things you took away from that?
1: So, so starting with um right because at at one point it it shifted into something yeah. else too right so so starting um with my time with um Agape right so yeah. being being part of the team right um you know people start to see you differently right so i went i went from you know and I, I've, I've always retained a level of of humility, right? Because I feel like that's just very important to have in general, right? Like I'm I'm a person, as you're a person, right? And at at a base level, it doesn't matter what we do, where we come from, we we're equals, you know. And that's just something that I take into every everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, having joined. Agape, people start to see you differently. Right. And like, oh, oh, Roy, Roy is starting to like, you know, not be one of the little people anymore. And, um, it was really, it was something that really tested that humility. Right. And it was, it was good to know that, um, that humility was a, a permanent part of me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I was able to know that for sure um joining joining the team right and it, it was something that i would say all of us carried as a team right we all had that that sense of of humility right we we all came from like similar backgrounds we all kind of had a similar collegiate experience and then where then we then transitioned to that um but it was just uh you know i had a shift from yeah. okay academics, engineering stuff to like, now I'm fully investing myself into the, into the arts too. Right. I, um, I became, um, co-director, um, at at some point, right. Um, we made a student team an amateur competition team as well. And then, and Jonathan and I were, were, uh, co-directing that together. Um, Right. So it it gave me that sense of responsibility in in the arts. Now I'm now I'm molding people and training people as well um, Mm -hmm. as I continue to grow, too. Um, So it gave me it gave me a space to um, an outlet. Right. I have this creative mind um, and here's this outlet um, for that that creativity and, and my personal um, expression and not just that, but I love to to teach anything right I just love teaching um and to know that i i would say i'm I'm a pretty talented teacher yeah right like i have and not everyone can be a teacher that, that i've learned that is true right um to one of one of the favorite things about myself is uh, I feel like I have a good ability to take a concept and turn it into something digestible, mm. or for somebody, right? Something that they can then process and understand and be like, "light bulb," right? Yep. Right. So I love that. It gave me, um, it gave me that experience as well. Um, so that's a big takeaway that I got from that too. Man, that, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, to be yeah. honest, for you, even the way
0: the way you said that, it, it makes perfect sense because it's true. Not everyone has the ability to teach. But right. even those who are able to teach to make a, a, a situation that can seem complex to one individual make it more simplistic and digestible, that right there is a, is a premium skill because, right. again, right. Um, not everyone learns at the same pace. Whether right. this is academics, whether this is dancing, you know, and the fact that you're able to utilize your skills and help people learn at their own pace, that right there is amazing. So then, right, for you, Roy, then going from being a co-director of Agape to then doing or working with Jonathan, of course, as well mm-hmm. at one point, working with him. Um, and before we get into the partnership with Jeanette, what yeah. was that experience like for you? Now, of you're working hand in hand with Jonathan, traveling, performing, kind of give me a little bit of understanding of what those moments were like for
1: you. Yeah, so absolutely. So, uh, so I wanna I wanna let you know how that even um started in the first yeah. place, right? So being being on the teams, um, I would always want to learn the follows sections as mm-hmm. well, right? As we were doing all our stuff, I'm like, man, I just like what they do too. Like, yeah. I want to do that. That's like half the fun, right? So even though I was, you know, at the time, I was never going to get on stage and do those things. I would like, you know, before rehearsal or something, I would be like running the the girl parts. And I'm like, hey, you know, it's a very different, like vibe. I would love it. I would um I would often say that like I was feeling my oats, right? Yes. Which is... <laughs> oh, you were <was> feeling yourself. <laughs> so I, I was just <laughs> feeling it. I was just feeling it, right? So I would get really into it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like running it with one of the teammates and whatever. I'd be like, look, I can do it, blah, blah, blah. And then um, at some point, uh, Jonathan and I had actually had our first like social dance together. We were at a just a, a, a social. And... Um, he was leading and I was following, and it was just like there was a really good dance chemistry there. Mm. And we had such a great dance. And then from that moment on, we would just like play around in the studio. And um, at some point, we were like, you know, we could probably do something. Yeah. We could probably do something with this. And then uh, we did. Yeah. and you
0: did and you did because i have to say and i told jonathan this personally you put a lot of artists to shame and i and this oh. is just my part listen i'm being totally honest because as my previous experience as a performer but also now stepping into the role behind the scenes and filming i and i've talked to many guests about this is I have felt this over the past 10 years, there's an oversaturation sometimes of performances. When you go to a showcase that's 10 years back, maybe there was 10, 15 shows, now there's 40 plus. It's really about who can just keep you on the edge of your seat. Mm -hmm. And for me, you and Jonathan changed the game, not just because you were same gender dancers, but because you guys gave it your all every performance and made people like, wow, whether it was a trick involved or not, yeah, yeah. it was the heart and the focus of we're going to be the shit on stage. And this is what we're going to do. And that's it. And that yeah. for me was different because for so long, sometimes it gets stagnant. Sometimes mm-hmm. everybody waits for a trick and a routine to then give all this applause. But from start to finish, You guys were just fearless.
1: Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, it's it's funny that that you mentioned that because that was, I would say, once I started working with Jonathan individually and we started partnering together, that's when I felt like I, you know, you get the XP, you like level up. Yeah. Oh, you giving are you giving me like Pokemon like terms? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that's that's literally what it felt like. I mean, it was just it was so different. I mean, we were both, we were big guys, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's just the truth of the matter. We were both big. And to move around two big bodies at Mm -hmm. those speeds, and like trying to do the things that we were trying to do, it is way, way harder to do than, you know, if you have your 100, 110 pound girl, right? It's just the fact of the matter. So I had to learn to like, quite literally pull my own weight. Like mm-hmm. I there was not one routine that, that we did that I did not learn how to do on my own without his assistance. Mm. Right. So because it was necessary. It was like it, it, it wouldn't happen any other way. I'm I was too big for Jonathan to like grab me and like, <laughs> you know it was and we we learned the hard way. I mean our, I want to say the rehearsals for like that first year they were rough. Before we finally got the hang of like what we needed to give each other, yeah. But we were like dying at those rehearsals. Like it was, it was just bad. But eventually, at you know, at some point, I gained enough, you know, XP right to uh, be able to pull pull my own weight and move as fast as I could. And, uh, you know, then I, I realized then going back into our team situation, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I would be like working with the girls like, hey, you know, you got to do this and whatever. And they just like for some reason could not get it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like this is, I'm not used to this. I'm I'm supposed to be this the subpar <laughs> person here I don't I don't follow but then I'm like wait I guess I do follow like I guess I do kind of do the girl part all the time now um so you know it just it it made me grow immensely um and I definitely have the uh the partnership with Jonathan to thank for that absolutely I mean yeah. for,
0: for me as well just uh, again watching you guys as perform the the one thing that captivated me was the emotion because I could tell, like you just talked about your rehearsals. I can tell a lot of times with performances, how hard you worked in that rehearsal will translate what happens on stage. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, in in reality, um, I think anyone that takes their talents to a stage to perform in front of people, they deserve all of the credit, um, all of the applause but again, to in our community, people are always are like, "All right, what can you give me next?" That's going to make things look different for me. And for me, watching both of you, whether it was in a leading and a following position, it was for me, it was art that I was watching because um, seeing meeting you guys in 2017 and think this was definitely still during the agape days, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. And then that transition to then both of you working. And yeah. I even told Jonathan this back in February uh, when we were in Brownsville. I said, listen, that partnership you guys had was magnetic because I think, too, when it comes to partnerships, you've seen it, whether um, you've been a part of it have you've seen it, you know, for those specific moments in time, they worked and it gelled and it made sense. But yeah. then it helps you transition to what you're doing further. And nowadays, as I've seen the last two or three years, you've actually Created a partnership with the one and only Jeanette, and yeah. I would love to know now before we get into our last segment called the Randoms is how did that partnership come about, and what are kind of some things you've taken away from that?
1: So uh, my partnership w- with Jeanette uh, really came from um, she was she was previously previously partnering with uh, her old partner Mario, mm-hmm. and then they had. They had split up at some point, and you know, as as usual, when stuff like that happens, people are looking for new yeah. partners, right? And so Jeanette had actually reached out to Jonathan first, mm. right? It's like I wasn't even on her radar. Oh, don't stop! Mm. <laughs> don't be petty. I wasn't even <laughs> <on her radar>. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just—I I mean, she she had um, she had worked with Jonathan. She had already rehearsed with mm-hmm. him. And stuff, right? So it was like the the natural choice. Um, but Jonathan was actually working with someone else at the time. Yeah. Um, they never they never got to like actually, you know, finish what they were working on. But at the time, he was working with someone else. But he was like, but Roy, um, he's looking for a dance partner, right? Um, so maybe him. And she was like, "Oh my god, I never even like thought of it. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my god, would he even <laughs> want to partner with me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me?" Um, and then so the next event that we had after that is when we we um we met up, we discussed things, and then it was just like really quickly from there we started like choreographing. Um, you know, I started getting uh with Jonathan, and we were like we put a routine together, um, um. Uh, for Jeanette and I, and that was that was the uh, routine. We we then ended up competing, um, and the rest was just history. I mean, working with Jeanette is she is so talented, yeah. like she is so capable. She is like I'd be like, hey, okay, um, we'll we'll be working, and i will be like, hmm, okay, well this might sound a little crazy, but what if we do this and whatever? And you like throw the leg over here and whatnot. She's like, Oh, like this. (laughs) And like, you know, it's just like, uh, yeah. Kind of exactly like that. So, you know, that that's what it was like working with Jeanette. And it's, it's great when you have like options, right? It's like, Oh my God. Yes. We can really put, put, bring a vision to, to life, to life here. Right. So that's really what I love about uh working with Jeanette. And, and aside from that, she's just such a great person as well. She's, she's very humble as well. Um We share a lot of similar values Uh and we, we tend to see the world in a similar way as well. So it just, you know, on and off the dance floor it's a it's a great uh partnership and friendship and that was it was like that with with Jonathan as well mm-hmm. you know part part of the reason we worked so well together was because we had uh such a good friendship too yes you know it, it was like it, so many people would would always think that we were we were keeping a, a romantic relationship. I thought like, that when rocks. I
0: met you uh, and I was like and I was like, no, we are not.
1: <laughs> no, we, we had the we had the hashtag Roy You're Not My Boyfriend. Yes. Hashtag going around because so many people just thought that, that we were hiding our our romantic relationship. But no, he was he was just my best friend, you know, and we yes. it it actually it made it <laughs> it made it easy to kind of fake that that uh that rome art on stage romance yeah right it, it was so funny because there, there was times where we would just like our faces would be like this Yeah. and we would <laughs> we would like laugh at each other we'd be like mm. like <laughs> like oh you you ugly but yeah. and then like <laughs> you know it's just like s- stupid things you know, we would be like face to face, they'd be like, bitch, we just did that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. You know? <laughs> it was yeah. just it was it was fun. You know, it was just fun to do things and like work with him. And it that's how it was off off the dance floor as well. We would act a fool when we were back in the hotel rooms and stuff. And that's just, you know, that that's really what I what I love about working with both. Uh, Jonathan and Jeanette, you know, is I get to have I get to have a a real friend um, in them as well.
0: Absolutely. I mean, to be honest, I would say is that um, from understanding how your kind of dance involvement started to even currently, I feel like you've been able to put yourself in positions that ultimately benefited you. Because a lot of times, you know, when people say we make sacrifices in order to help the team, I totally understand the team aspect. But in in actuality, you still have to deal with yourself at the end of the day. The fact that you've Mm -hmm. been able to put yourself in positions that have only helped you more understand yourself as you get older. Because also as adults, we understand these are the things we like. These are the things that we don't like. But when you have friends like Jonathan, like Jeanette Mm -hmm. and others Mm -hmm. that keep you balanced and keep you like at your center, because, again, you said something earlier that hit was you joined Agape and then people started almost changing because they felt, oh, he had he must have a different perception about himself. And in reality, it's really just other people, as we say in New York, just talking shit. And in reality, it's just people are finding ways To diminish your value. So Mm -hmm. they have to say little things. But in reality, if people just actually had conversations like we have, they understand Mm -hmm. you've been the same person from when you started to now. But as an adult, you're obviously going to change certain ideologies about yourself. Or, Like you said, you started working with Jonathan. And in reality, that was a, a huge confidence booster within yourself.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because
0: a lot of times, and correct me if I'm wrong, but as artists, we are our harshest critics. We bring ourselves down before we could have someone else do it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because you are in that studio X amount of hours, and at the end of the day, you look at yourself in the mirror and you have yeah. to see your reflection. Yeah. And for me as well, meeting people like you and Jonathan, also meeting Jeanette in my time going to Florida and abroad, um, it's refreshing to just see genuine people. Because again, we are in an industry that can be commercialized, that can be sensationalized. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. you have people that, and don't get me wrong, I've met people that I've been in congresses with, whether I'm filming or performing next to them, that I wouldn't have a drink with right after. It's just, that's it. And that's okay. But there's also people like you guys that I can not only have a drink, I can go to a club I can have a good time with because I don't have to feel like I have to put up a front right and and right. that's that's something is it's weird to say it's almost it's not you know normal a lot of times nowadays because yeah, yeah. You're in this world that all right, I go to a workshop, I go to the room, I get ready for the showtime, I do some dancing at a social and do the whole process again and before you know it, it's already Monday. And right, you're back to reality, but right, right, understanding really how you've been, Roy. Kind of literally, I would say this is really glimpses into your life. Mm-hmm. It, it's really, um, one thing I appreciate is your honesty and transparency because understanding from your upbringing in Mayagüez coming to, uh, the, to Florida. And then sooner or later, years down the road, like you said, it wasn't the fairy tale. Dance has always been in my life. I right, trained. Right. It's like, no, this is, you know, it, it went from the quinceañera field. And oh, I've had many guests tell me, like, they started in the yeah, And then it was like, oh, I, I, I went somewhere, I saw something, and it piqued my interest.
1: Mm-hmm. And like
0: you said, you were in UCF studying, or I think it was mechanical engineering or aero, Yeah,
1: aerospace and mecha- it was both.
0: So to yeah. do that, and then still find time to do things that you love on the side, and that love becomes the passion, and that passion affects everyone really around you. And just seeing when you're talking about dance, I can see the joy in you. And and at the end of the day, I feel like dance is a stress reliever to you. Dance is an expression. Dance is an escape, really, kind of from the reality that you you face every day. Yeah. But you know, at least you know. Currently now, and we kind of, we did touch on this subject totally in the beginning, but really before we get into our last segment, my question to you is then Roy, from really us talking about your earliest upbringings to now, if you had to say something to your former self or your younger self, what kind of advice
1: would you give? Hmm. So you know it would it would definitely have to be cuz the thing is right what what's made things difficult is the me feeling like i've had to have to right go about a certain path based on expectations of me right mm-hmm. so um i've done those things right the reason i went in and studied um Engineering, right, was because, okay, it's been put into my head since I was little that, like, I need to get a good paying job and I have to be, I don't know, lawyer, doctor, astronaut, something, right? Like Mm -hmm. something important Um, and not maybe something in the arts that I'm actually interested in, right? So. If I had to give advice to my younger self, it would probably just really follow your heart more on things. Listen to your heart more, right, and trust trust your heart more as well. Because everything everything that I've felt in my heart has always ended up right being what I ultimately do. Um, and you know, I'll I'll start getting the. I'll start getting an inkling of it right from the very beginning. And it's just this this like battle down the road as I'm doing the thing that I think is expected of me. And then eventually, you know, I reach a breaking point and it's like, no, no more battle. (laughs) Like I'm going to do what I, what my heart told me I should set out to do from the very beginning. Right. And in a way, this is kind of a difficult question as well. Right. Because. I, I do feel like those struggles have also shaped me yes. in a good way, right? So I'm like, ah. yes, Roy, like listen to your heart and everything. But also um, don't shy from the struggle, right? Because they, they, really, they really give you those, those lessons that are going to be valuable to you. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't, I could tell myself that, but I don't know that I would want to change the way things have panned out. Right. No, that that definitely makes perfect sense because
0: it's really your journey helps make you who you are. Right. And, and totally understand that. And, you know, for me at the end of the day, uh, in my dance career, that transition from, being a performer, to working backstage as a stage assistant and manager, to now a videographer that travels and films artists like yourselves, um, I also understand my privilege and the opportunity I have to showcase artists like yourself in a different light. And what I mean by that is just like you get on stage and for those two or three minutes, you are giving your all. It is my job as a videographer to not just point and shoot you, no. I need to capture in a setting that feels natural to you. So even in a social dance, you know, for me, I battled myself of, do I give a light or do I take the light away and make them not worry about the camera? And that's a whole different battle I've always struggled with. But as I've gotten older, just like you, I've learned to understand myself and what helps? And us having these conversations are so beneficial because in reality, most of us have these conversations in private with our friends that we know, and that's really it. It stays in the hotel room. It has not come downstairs because why, unfortunately? A lot of the people we know could care less right. because it's just <clears throat> about let's have fun, let's not damper the mood. But hey, having these common or these conversations that we have are necessary because yeah. we realize the human human nature it's that's what it's all about and right. realizing that I can see in yourself that growth and progression it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing to see and, and now i think it helps us transition to our last segment called the randoms which is some questions i have here that may deal with life dance and everything in between so okay roy i need to know when you are ready
1: yeah i'm I'm ready. I'm a little scared. No, no, no. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. All right. Next, right. Uh, first
0: question is, can you give me your alter ego name?
1: My alter ego name. Okay. So I have a, I have a couple. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, so we would joke around all the time that I have like seven different personalities. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> it was just like, you know, we gave it a random number. But you know, I was multifaceted. I guess if you wanna, if you wanna call me right. But some of the more prominent ones, right, were one my my drag name, mm-hmm. um, which was Fabiola Kashmir. Okay, was, that was my drag name. Sounds original. Um, I love it. I yeah, love it. she was a, a whole character, right? Um, and then in the studio when I was um, when I joined Agape, right. I had this this habit of giving all the guys girl names, right? And we had I would I would always give everyone, literally everyone. Right? The guys got girl names and the girls got guy names. Right? We had uh they would get basic white girl names. Okay. Right. <laughs> so mine ended up being Jessica, right? And it Jessica. it was it was something from this from this movie uh that it was um Man, I forgot the movie, but there was a a line in the movie that was like, what about me? What about Jessica? Yes. Right?
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, I know And like,
1: And like, uh, there were times where um, we were just like, uh, let's say we were learning a choreo or something, and uh, this is really where it came from, Mm -hmm. was I felt like, um, well, I'm a little unclear on where... Where I need to go, what I need to do, or whatever. And be like, what about me? What about Jessica? You're talking right. about the hot chick. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's why that. I was like,
0: wait, why am I hearing right. that with uh, Rob Schneider? Yes. I
1: right, right, right. So from there, right, I became Jessica, and then everybody else got names or whatever. And then uh, I gave it a last name, right? When I was talking about, um, mm-hmm. right, Jessica was now like feeling her oats um, <laughs> when. When you know Jonathan and I started partnering, and then um, it came from oh God. It was just so crazy how like mine works, right? I uh, <laughs> I then gave the last name Miller, right? And that came from uh, <laughs> that came from uh, you know like milling oats. Oh my God! So I'm Jessica Miller. <laughs> I'm feeling the oats. <laughs> that is and a milling, basic. milling <laughs> the oats. <laughs> oh my <laughs> right? God. So So that's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. Those those are two main alter ego names. Okay, I like that,
0: I like that. This (laughs) one here might be a spicy question. And I'm going to put you on the spot here. One word to describe Jonathan.
1: You know, we actually had this conversation. I had this conversation with Jonathan. And I feel comfortable with saying this because he agreed. Um, So the word was aggressive. Right. Now that sounds, that sounds like an insult. No, first. it's not though. It's not right. But he is like very, just like head on with things. Right. And um, I'm like, yeah, it, it fits perfectly. You do. You chase your goals aggressively. You um, right. When you get a little spicy in the yeah. studio as well, that's the little, the little right?
0: facial expressions he makes. <laughs> right. But also right, he's, right. he's from New York originally. So I mean, I, I had a feeling I had to ask him. That. I was like, "You're from
1: New York originally." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, yeah." I know. Um, he's like, you know, after the after the pandemic, now hanging out with him, he feels like a completely different person too. So maybe maybe that answer would change. But based on our last conversation about literally this topic, one word to describe him that was that was the that was what we came to it was aggressive
0: (laughs) okay hey hey i appreciate it all right next one here this should be interesting if you could have one last meal right now what would it be
1: one last meal see this is fatty problems so no it
0: it is not a problem it is (laughs) does
1: does the buffet count (laughs) hey you can dibble and dabble what you want i would go to a buffet i'm like if that counts (laughs) as a meal i get a little bit of everything
0: Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> okay. I mean, so if you could have that plate and you can take about three to four items, what's going to be on that plate?
1: Ooh. Man. You know, the, out of all the questions that have been asked, this one's the hardest one. <laughs> um, Okay. So I would say I would maybe grab some sushi. Okay. Right? Because I love me some sushi. Um, And maybe some like, you know, I love Asian food. Me too. Right? Grab me... Some sushi, I'll probably get some like general so or orange chicken or something. And um like chicken wings or something. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like some hot wings. Oh, all
0: right. I, I like that. I love that answer. That that is interesting. <laughs> all right, we're gonna be a little more lighthearted on this one. Yeah. So give me one word to describe Jeanette.
1: Hmm, one word to describe Jeanette. You know, I would say. She is uh, transformative. So I would say, right? Jeanette has this ability, and it's something that I'm like, okay, I wanna just like take some of that and like mm-hmm. bring it with me. She has this ability to take any situation, and she's like, okay, well, how can I grab this and like turn it around into something that's then good for me, mm-hmm. right? Something negative, I make it positive, something that was a disadvantage. I'm gonna turn it around and make it something that is actually to my advantage, yeah, right? like she is that kind of person, and I absolutely love that, so I would say I would say that transformative
0: okay, all right, this one, this yeah. next question here is gonna put you on the spot, so hopefully you know this answer. Ooh, I need the mascot for u c f
1: Mascot for UCF.
0: Yeah, it's you know, a tricky one. I know one. I changed.
1: I want. I think is uh, the nitro. I think is the, correct. The correct. Correct. Because yeah, I remember it
0: was the Pegasus, yeah. and it was the nut. Yeah, the nitro. So very. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm didn't like, want. You, I didn't want your UCF fans to get it. But all right, I like that. All right, so this next one here should be interesting as well. If you aren't dancing, you are doing blank.
1: Everything under the sun. No. um, If I'm not dancing, I'm I'm cutting hair, doing makeup, um, tutoring, or uh, if not cooking, I love cooking. um, Or honestly, just learning a new skill, learning something else. I love learning languages. So um, I'm always like on Duolingo and stuff. Right now, currently, I'm learning Mandarin. Um. Yeah. All right. I yeah. love that. I love that. I love learning languages. So you'll you'll probably catch me doing one of those things, or watching okay. Netflix.
0: Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. This next one here, I'm gonna call this, and this is our second to last question. This is a spicy question okay. that I ask many people, and it has to deal with our dance scene. Okay, okay. So you are in a Congress festival, social weekend, or what have you. You are. At the social, I need you to give me a big pet peeve of yours at a social. Mm,
1: Okay. So, you know, I actually have like a video that I posted on Instagram with Jeanette about, you know, you know, that sound that goes like, see that toxic person? We're walking (laughs) the other way. Yes, 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 yes. So Jeanette and I made a video about that on our Instagram and we, we got a few pet peeves, right? And. Um, I would say the biggest thing, especially nowadays, and especially more so in the bachata community, um, uh, everyone wants to like film themselves. Everybody wants to be like the hottest thing on the dance floor. And like social dancing is about connecting with someone else, right? And you are. You are dancing together. You're sharing that moment. Mm-hmm. And I hate it when I see I either one, either the person I'm dancing with, or I'm seeing two other people dancing when they're more focused on the camera than they are on the person that they're dancing with. That drives me nuts. Drives I, me nuts.
0: I, I And I tell you this, and I have to piggyback on that, because as the videographer, if I must add, let me just sip my tea. Um, <laughs> Spill the tea. <laughs> yes. If I have to be totally honest, on my accord, that is one way of a person who thinks they're gonna get in a video, that is how you're going to figure out you will not be in one of my videos. And the reason I say that is because what should not, re- that person who is glaring at the camera is not realizing you've ruined that experience between you and your partner. And you could be loving this camera, but you don't realize your partner, the person you're dancing with, is not enjoying themselves. And it right. doesn't look great, me posting a video of a person gleeing for joy, looking like a deer in headlights, while the other person is looking like I'm dreading this moment. And I hope they don't put it out. And right. that's, that's why for me, as well, I even said earlier, you know, in certain events, I'm a type of guy, I like the environment, and I feel it. I'm not always going to blast a big ass light in your face. Like for certain artists, I get it. The aesthetic and they're comfortable. Great. But I'm also the person that I love to connect with the community. And actually, I love asking people before I even film them. Do you feel comfortable being filmed? And that's, I think, something more people have to get in the habit of, of when I go to events. I tell people ahead of time, hey, if you don't want me to film you, just let me know. Yeah. Don't be scared because I get it. You're in an event that is a social event that has a potential of being filmed and captured. But if you don't feel comfortable, that's fine. But I would tell you this definitely in the bachata scene, it is so much more prevalent of those. And I remember seeing that video of like, hey, there's some toxicity. And I tell people this. I'm as real as it comes that I will tell someone in their face. You will not be in a video. Because you look crazy. Yeah. And honesty is always the best policy. Right, right. Listen,
1: I I, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with like filming, right? Like, obviously, I, I, you know, I film me dancing with people all the time, or, you know, or or Jeanette will do it, or or vice versa. Um, But it's, you know, when I'm dancing with somebody, I'm in the moment with that person. You just happen to be filming it, right? Mm -hmm. And, that doesn't happen as often anymore, I would say.
0: It's true and then but I yeah. would definitely on and lastly on that is a lot of times, if I have to be totally honest, I mean the only difference between me and many others is I've been a part of this scene for years before I got into this. so my level of understanding is different. And I'm gonna be honest if I got to burst the bubble, most videographers are only filming the highlights. And the pros so they can get the views. Right. I get right. it. That's your focus. Right. For me, I want to film in order to have someone feel special about themselves. Right. right. I want somebody to be like, take away from <clears throat> that. Wow. You capture me in a natural moment. I feel good about myself. Thank you. That's all I care about. Yeah. But like you said, that is an issue. <clears throat> I completely agree. I just think of with more communication, things can definitely take a turn for the better.
1: Right, and I right. think
0: now it brings us to our last question, and I feel like this question here it will help kind of tie everything in. So, Roy, um, you know, within your dance career, you've been able to help many people through your teachings. You've been to inspire many people through your performances. So, how would you like to
1: be remembered? Hmm. So, actually, this is something that I, that I uh, talk about with my friends. So, not even not even just in in dance right uh i have this right so somebody told me recently hey there's there's like a reason uh you know we come into this world you know in, in regards to what your interactions will be like with other people <clears throat> and a lot of my friends have have told me particularly people who I've helped um they they have told me that I have been a um somebody who has helped like level them up or heal helped heal them or incite some kind of healing in them or help them move on to the next stage in their life mm-hmm. uh very at very pivotal moments yes. in their in their life right so um that's that's something that i I mean, I don't set out to do those things. It just kind of comes out naturally, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of uh, have this tendency to gravitate towards people who, I guess, like need help, yeah. you know. Um, and I love, I love that that people would feel that way about me. I would, you know, I love that I I I can offer that to mm-hmm. others. So. Um, I would, I guess I, that's how I would want to be remembered. I would be, I would want to be remembered as somebody who, uh, has that capability to, okay, you you connect me and here is this symbiotic, um, relationship, right? Here. Here's this thing where, um, it's only going to augment mm. and not, um, you know, it's going to, it's just going to amplify whatever good there is. Mm-hmm. it in this whether whether it's dance or whether it's you know just personal life, mm-hmm. um it's just gonna augment it and make it better, right? You know, there's people who tend to take drain everything. the life out of it. <laughs> right, right, right. So so me having having the ability to um give somebody a gain instead of a drain, right? Uh I feel like that's That's great. That makes me very happy.
0: Man, that that is awesome to hear. And that's a perfect way to really understand how you would like to be remembered. Like you said, gain over drain. And and that right there is volumes. And again, thank you for doing this segment. And I think it helps us uh, transition to our conclusion of our talk today. And honestly, uh, really from start to finish, getting glimpses into your life, um, because again, our, our lives are like onions, there's so many layers to them. Yeah, I think we've gotten a pretty good understanding, really, of who Roy Castro is. But I would definitely love to have you on in the future on another episode of the podcast. Okay, even too, we would love to. We're gonna be in, we're definitely gonna be in talks of having Jeanette come on to this platform. Oh, here. nice, but I would love to have you guys as well in the future come on together. And oh, I would love that. Guys. She yeah. would love that too. Talking about you guys as partnership because I see amazing things for the future. But at least before we go, if you had any last few words, but also some contact information on how people can reach
1: you. Okay, so um, I'll start with the contact information, right? So um, I guess for the for the general public, right, the best way would be to uh, on Instagram right i have my my instagram uh royal underscore boyle that's two ys on each um and uh we have i have the page with jeanette it's uh Jeanette and Roy. um and you know obviously for us on facebook also Jeanette and broy um and those are the best ways to reach us um and I guess what i would wanna leave people with is, right, just sum it up. We're all in this, um, in this journey of just life together, right? Even just like dance aside. um, One of, like I had mentioned to you, right, one of the biggest and and first takeaways for me entering this dance world was really getting grounded in that humility, Mm -hmm. right? And um, at the end of the day, that's what, connects us all to the human condition, is what makes us relatable to each other. And I think that's where we have um, genuine moments with each other. That's where we really get to come together as a community and, you know, help make a better impact, right? So um, if there was something that I would look forward to, uh, it would be more people finding that humility, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like there's a there's kind of a divide. There's people who have it Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people who definitely don't or they or they lose sight of it. Right. Right. Whether you're whether you're a big artist or you're somebody on the come up or you're somebody who's like getting into the social media craze of it all and you like how you look in a video or something, right? Ground Ground yourselves in the humility, right? That's where that's where the real magic is gonna be when it comes to people coming together. Mm. Yeah, that goes on and off the dance floor.
0: Absolutely, and and Roy, thank you again for even just uh, coming onto the podcast. Having your energy really is really infectious. And thank you. I re- that. Yeah, it's refreshing. And again, just seeing how your career has blossomed over the years and it keeps growing. We here at the podcast support you and Jeanette and can't wait to see what happens in the future. And again, this has been another special episode of the Live Discussions of Diamond podcast, episode 216 with the one and only Roy Castro. And I thank everyone who will be listening. This episode will be on Spotify very soon. Uh, And as well, everyone, have a great night. Stay safe and we will see you soon.